I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome into Players Only with Chiefs Radio Network color analyst Danon Hughes. Nice slant route. This is a business decision. You know you're going to take a lump. And former linebacker Sean Barber. There's a thing called street justice. You take care of yours. Yeah. You take care of your family, take care of your chicken, take care of your money. <laughs> On your official broadcast partner, the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. What's good, Kansas City? What's good, Chiefs Kingdom? We are back in the building. Players Only is here as we are each and every week, 6 to 7 p.m. on Thursdays during the Chiefs season. And I got my partner in crime back here. He was out absent last week. Desmond Moses did an outstanding job, former linebacker. If you didn't get a chance to listen to that show, I thought it was one of our great shows, in part because of the hot take spitfire segment when we talked about ownership in the NFL. But we have, we've been graced with my partner in crime here, Sean Barber, no a.k.a. Doubt, Barbershop. Man. No doubt, no doubt. Coming in hot, man. At, 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 you know, I'm, just, I'm excited. I'm, I'm all lubed up after being on with CDOT <laughs> for a while. But, yeah, man, hey, man, shout out to Dez Mose, man. Dez, I mean, he held it down last week. I mean, listen, he's always dropping those nuggets. Um, I saw, hey, man. He comes ready so he don't got to get ready. I was, That's what he said. Yeah, man. Stay ready. So Stay I don't ready gotta, and got to get ready. I ain't got to get ready, man. And it, Hey, man, he lives his life that way, too. That man's a good brother. He does an amazing job on TV, yeah, um, radio, wherever he's at, man. He's just dropping little nuggets. But, hey, man, listen, that's a linebacker for you. That's how we hope. Oh, my gosh. You know I, knew, I knew LBs, that part was coming. That LBC, baby, that, that linebacker that crew. Coming. Yeah, I have a knack of finding linebackers to partner with. Uh, and that's Barbershop, a.k.a. Sean Barber. 59. If you follow him on Twitter, I am Danon Hughes. Follow me at DAHughesGuy83 or Danon Hughes on Instagram. And yeah, uh, Desmond did an outstanding job, bro. I appreciate him. We'll probably tap into him again someday when you bail out on me. Uh, or maybe I bail out on you and you're going to need Desmond. That'll be a terrible show if you got two linebackers here. No offensive perspective. That would, I think that would probably be the worst, worst show ever. Uh, Spe- Steven Spector would probably not have us back if we have two linebackers on. Oh, man. Listen, I, I tell you, listen, I've done some um, off-air things with you, whether it was the um, induction to the Hall of Fame, and then uh, just last, last night me and you had the opportunity to do something Big Brother's Big Sister. We had a yep. Sean and Dane and Chalk Talk on 101. Um, and I, I get to learn a little bit more about you. Every time we do something off air, I do, uh, you know, your, 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 your uncle told me about you jumping off the roof, then you <laughs> Superman, putting a blanket or the towel, tying it to your neck and jumping off the roof. 
And then last night, I, I, I realized that you forego getting ankle surgery, foot surgery, because you thought that when you got drafted, all draft picks made the team. So it was that's no not necessarily – that's part true. I, I did not get foot surgery before the draft in 1993 because the doctors told me that it would – thank you – it would um, heal on its own. Now, the reason why I was relaxed and allowed the foot to heal and didn't rush back and didn't feel any stress or any anxiety is because I, f- I thought <laughs> that draft picks automatically made the team. Yeah. It actually worked out well for me, so I don't even complain about that because I know I developed ulcers while I was playing in the NFL. I had stomach problems all throughout my career. Uh, so – if I would have thought at that time that, oh, my gosh, I better hurry up and get on this field with one and a half legs and one foot, I probably would have been in some terrible intestinal <laughs> intestinal problems. So that was actually a blessing that I actually was ignorant enough to think that all draft picks made the team. And I'm appreciative that the Chiefs were patient with me back in the day. If you hadn't heard that story, we'll tackle that another time. But that was our <laughs> draft stories. And maybe we'll be able to come in – as the draft is here in Kansas City, yeah, yeah. we'll be able to come in sometime in April and recap our draft experiences and and uh, some of the ups and downs and twists and turns of that. Well, we got the text line. Jay Southland Tow Service text line is open. The phone lines are open. 913-586-7610. 913-586-7610. So make sure you are chiming in. We know there's a lot going on. Uh, a big win that we just are coming off of against the Tennessee Titans. The, one of the two teams I feel like has always been, or at least in recent years, has been that Achilles heel for, for us. No matter how good we are, it always seems like we get knocked down to pedestrian levels when we play the Colts or when we play the Titans. Yeah. And uh, it was good to see that they were able to to grind out a win in that game and uh, the fashion, I'm sure you were impressed with the first quarter defense and the second half defense and the overtime defense. The second quarter defense, not so much, but it's a, a win is a win, and an ugly win is better than a pretty loss or a close loss any day of the week and twice on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, I, I, didn't, I didn't add it up in my head, but if you take those two long runs – by King Henry and then the uh, screen play to 85 and you add those up and take it away from the total offense. I think those three plays, um, I mean, would account for over half the offense they got in the entire game. And, I mean, obviously uh, this game isn't a game of averages. You want to be, you know, if you're a solid defense, you want to be a solid defense on every snap. And that's the the standard that you're held yourself by. You can't afford to miss tackles um, in the open field. You can't afford to miss tackles out on the perimeter. Um, you got to fill gaps um, you can't get cut down on the backside. I mean, it's different techniques and things that accounted for all those big runs to go. And it wasn't just one guy. None mm-hmm. of none of none of those three plays happened because one guy did something wrong. It was a collective two or three guys, and that's what gives up big plays. It's always yeah. multiple guys not doing something right on a single play. You can survive one guy because everybody is, um, you know, pursuing the ball. Uh, it's that 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 pack mentality that you have to have on defense. Um, so all in all, man, like you said, I mean, for the three quarters in overtime of this game, um, I'm, I was over over the rainbow. I mean, I was I was I was thoroughly pleased by what I was seeing on the defensive front and the the feel of the linebackers, the coverage on the back end, uh, some young guys getting some extra snaps and um, how they keep progressing as a yeah. secondary. 
Um, it's just those three plays. I want to, you know, really examine those three plays and break it down and say, hey, man, these, these on these three plays, these three or four guys got to get a little bit better um, in, in the way they're pursuing the ball, their angle, their tackling, their wrap-up, their finish, all of the things that you, you, you constantly harp on as a coach um, or even as a fan of the game. You just want to see your team go out and perform. Um, and on the defensive side, we want to, we, you know, it's, it's, all, it's one of 11. Every guy is one of that 11. And on defense, all 11 guys got to perform. Yeah, I, I thought it was eye-opening because when you have those mistakes, uh, tackling on the, the big tight end that caught the smoke route and took it uh, down the middle of the field in the first drive and then the big run by, or the runs by Derrick Henry, uh, what I always learned and what I know about this game is, like you said, it's not always just about one person missing an assignment that equates to a big play, but oftentimes it's about the defensive tackle trying to do the defensive end's job or the linebacker trying to do the safety's job or the safety trying to do the linebacker's job and not trusting each other. That's when you get gashed. And I, I thought they did an outstanding job, and I even said it during the broadcast. I'm in the booth with Mitch. We're calling the game. I said it during the broadcast. As the second quarter was unfolding and things seemed to be a little bit doom and gloom, for our defense specifically, I said, I can't wait to see the adjustments that Steve Spagnuolo was going to have at halftime because I felt like even though the momentum had shifted a little bit, that our halftime adjustments were going to come into play in a huge fashion. The fact that they had 23 plays in the second half, they only gained 38 yards, they had one first down, and the longest play from scrimmage in the second half was seven yards. That tells you about halftime adjustments and buying into, okay, things didn't go right the first half. Maybe we were over aggressive. Maybe the crowd noise was a factor because we're on defense and we couldn't hear our calls. Maybe we got, we were just too amped up and our adrenaline forced us to do things. I I thought on that big run, uh, Leo Chanel filled the wrong gap uh, and Nick Bolton came downhill and got pushed out of the way. And if you fill the wrong gap with one linebacker, and another linebacker gets pushed out of the way, that opens up the gates, yeah. especially against a guy at six foot three, two 247 pounds in Derrick Henry and can run a 4-4. But the halftime adjustments to me were key for this defense, and I, I even mentioned I went into the locker room. If you hadn't had a chance on Odyssey app, you can go in and listen to our broadcast, listen to the postgame interviews. I, go, I have the luxury, I have the blessing of being able to go into the locker room right after the game and interviewing players. And I interviewed two or three, and then I leave. And I went to Carlos Dunlap, who I thought had a very solid game. You had to have somebody fill in uh, for the vacated spot of Frank Clark. And I thought Carlos did an outstanding job, not just filling in for Frank Clark now, but filling in for Mike Dana while he was hurt. Uh, I don't think he was brought in for that. Never, <laughs> never thought that he was probably expected to be to wear that kind of load on defense. But when I went up to him, I said, "Did you ever think that Patrick Mahomes would account for over 500 yards of offense, but the story of the game be the defense?" Mm-hmm. And his face lit up. He started smiling. He started talking. And then, if you listen to the interview, Mike Dana. Malik Herring, Derek Nottie all came over, and now it became a group interview. <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay, I got the microphone. I'm pointing it in Carlos's face, but now I'm moving it around 
like like it's the Jackson Five back yeah, in yeah. you know uh, you know Soul Train and then Jackson Five and you're interviewing everybody and there and you heard Derek Nottie and those guys first down second down third down punt first down second down third down punt and they started getting a cheer in the locker room getting hyped up and I was like oh so that's how it was they were like yeah you know we took it personal. First half wasn't the way we wanted it. We knew coming in that, that we had to to stop their run game and they would be hampered if we did. And because we made that adjustment, it was just like a rally cry for their entire front seven uh, that they were like, yeah, we're taking pride in that we had first down, second down, third down punt. And they didn't do anything in the second half. And that's very rare in the NFL, but it was really cool to see their excitement. Like a lot of times you're guarded as a player, you got the – the, the cliches and the canned, uh, you know, statements that you're going to make. Mm-hmm. But they just kind of let their guard down because they recognize it was a huge win. They recognize that it was a huge defensive display, uh, especially in the second half. So it, it, it added some juice to this win. Uh, as I mentioned, with the Titans and how they've had somewhat of a stranglehold, winning five of the last six times we played them, uh, I thought it was a great, great display on defense, offense, um, Patrick Mahomes, like, like, what better way do you want your your leader to ha- to be? The mindset of, okay, things ain't working. I'm a, I'm just gonna take it all on my shoulders. Win, lose, draw. I'm gonna take it all on my shoulders. We can't run the ball. Okay, I'll run the ball. <laughs> okay, we gonna throw the ball. Okay, I'm gonna make some magic and throw it 68 times in the game. Um, and to me, everybody in the Chiefs kingdom, I know when you were on with C dot earlier, there's this plea and this. This, this this burning desire for run game, run game, run game. Uh, although I think a run game, especially as the weather gets cold, can be necessary, what we learned in this game is that we can throw the ball 68 times and win a football game. No other team in the NFL can boast that. None. Josh Allen, I don't care. Aaron Rodgers, no. Tom Brady threw it. 50-something, 60 times against us and still lost by double digits. Like, no other team can now say that they can throw the ball 68 times, drop back 84 times, mm-hmm. throw actually throw the ball 68 times of those 84 dropbacks and win a football game. Uh, I think that's something that we can hang our hat on. It's not something that we should be uh, harping on as a negative to our running game. It's the fact that we are a team that can win football games in different ways. Yeah, and, and the fact that those two things can happen in, in the same game and you still come out victorious shows you that there, there, there is no one way to skin a cat. There's not one way yeah. to win a ball game. Everybody's talking about this. I mean, I want to see this balance. I want to see the X, Y, and Z. It's week 10. <laughs> Who can, like, at the end of the day, why are fans even caring how we are winning ball games as long as we're winning ball games? And how and, and then when when you talk about wins and losses, all you want to do is be playing sound football, offensively, defensively, and special teams. When it gets to weeks 15, 16, 17, and 18, when it gets to those weeks, you want to be playing on all cylinders. You want your, your team to be healthy as can be as you prepare to go into playoff football, which is that almost that third season. You got mm-hmm. the preseason, the regular season, and postseason. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you get into that third season, then that's when it's either win or go home, and that's what we need to be focused on. All right, so we're going to pack that game up. We got one, That was one of the next 10 games that we have to play straight. We had our bye week, but when we come back, we got the spitfire, hot fire, fire takes, and I think we got a couple of doozies. Stick with us. This is Players Only with Damon Hughes and Sean Barber. Thursday nights at 6 on your official broadcast partner at the Kansas City Chiefs 610 Sports Radio. Bono looking to pass the football, throws in the middle, Kansas Tech, touchdown Kansas City, touchdown Chiefs, touchdown Chiefs, Damon Hughes, took the bullet over the middle from Steve Bono. First and 10 for the Chiefs at the 14 of the Steelers. Marcus Allen, right side, touchdown, Kansas City, Damon Hughes from Marcus Allen. Expert analysis, news and views from Chiefs Radio Network color analyst Damon Hughes. This so-called number one defense in the NFL that hadn't played anybody during the last part of the season. And we showed who was the best team on this field and deserved to host another AFC championship for four straight years. But you can call it D-Nights. Uh, 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 uh. And we're back. You got, you got, you got Barbershop standing up like he's actually D-Nice. Kid Capri. Yeah, I had the 808 over you here. You had the TR 808 over there. I was shout out to my man Bismarcky. Rest in peace, my man Bismarcky. Rest in part. Rest in peace. The Biz. You, I was hitting you with the Biz, bro. There you go. I like. I like. You know. I like. I like the energy. Yeah. All right. We got the Jay Southland Toll Service text line still open. The phone lines open. Dan, we will get to you in quarter three of the show. 913-586-7610. But you know what segment it is, Barbershop. I'm going to give you honors. I don't say that very often, but I'm going to give you honors right now on the hot fire take. Give it to me. Well, let's go, man. At the end of the day, man, I just like to – let me give a shout-out to Kansas City. Let me give a shout-out to Johnson and Jackson County for the fact that we have never gotten to a situation where we actually have to sue the team. Um, unfortunately, I've been a part of a, a franchise that is now being legally attacked by their own fan base, the AD is suing the commanders for the product they're putting on the field for saying that they was uh, lied to, that they were, you know, run bamboozled. amok, bamboozled, led astray, led astray, all run amok. It, it, it's sad, man. It, it, I mean, a quick Google about the commanders and what's going on with them and their president and, and, I mean, bl- and throwing a pl- player who got shot under the, uh, his situation, trying to use that as a, as a human shield to protect you because the – 
the district attorney, the DA is about to release some statements about the team. It, it I, I've never seen a team sink so low, um, but it's it's just the nature of the beast, I guess. I mean, it's a multi-million, multi-billion-dollar company, and at the and, and at this point, from top down, you know, you talk about draining the the swamp, but when you drain the swamp, you get left laying with a bunch of alligators. Yeah. And I think that's the that's what's going on with the commanders right now, man. They drain the swamp, all right. They're trying to force the the owner out, and you're seeing the underbelly of what exactly this organization, the lows they can get to. And I'm just so proud of the. The, the, the Chiefs organization, the Hunt Definitely family. makes us feel good about where we are now. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And from general manager to general manager, I mean, after um, Peterson and Pioli and now, you know, with Dorsey coming in and now with Brett Veach, uh, it's, it's just been such a – it's been run the right way. High yeah. class. Um, they, they, they treat men like men. And it's good to see it. And it's a breath of fresh air to see there's organizations still doing it the right way. Um, so shout out to the organization at the at one Arrowhead Drive. Just keep your uh, keep your head up and keep doing things the right way. Yeah, I think we should. Oftentimes we get caught in the X's and O's and W's and L's and and all that's happening on the field. When there's times where we should reflect that not only are we not other organizations, but we are the top echelon of all organizations. Uh, regardless of how many Super Bowl trophies or what have you, that this is still a destination. There are people that save their money all year long to be able to come and experience a game at Arrowhead Stadium. And those are the people that are out of town, never mind the people that are here. So uh, we should definitely be proud of that. And when you see things that are going on with the commanders and the Raiders and other teams that have had to sell and organizations that have had uh, drama and dysfunction, uh, it should make us more proud uh, that we are in the Chiefs' kingdom, and we have great ownership and, uh, and an outstanding-led team and organization with the Kansas City Chiefs. We're gonna give you that fire. We're gonna give you that fire, barbershop for that for you spitting that fire. And you talk and do that nasty thing. All right. So, all right, my spitfire here, Julio. Barbershop, I'm going to go to what's happening in the NFL, specifically with one of the teams that is an Achilles heel like I talked about earlier in the first segment, the Indianapolis Colts. Jeff Saturday being named the head coach of that organization is an atrocity. It is a slap in the face to all organizations, to all coaches, black, white, Hispanic, or whomever, that have been in the grind that have climbed their way up from being unpaid interns and GAs and and uh, all kind of back backdoor positions where they're just grinding, uh, evaluating tape and scouting and all of that, and coaches that have bounced around, families that you know their spouses and their kids are are secure and set in different states, but they've had to bounce around for their jobs and trying to climb that ladder to have somebody come off of ESPN, good dude by all accounts, solid dude, solid leader as a player, but it's a slap in the face, and it just shows you, again, kind of ties into what Barbershop said, dysfunctional organizations doing dysfunctional things, but this one takes the cake because it's it shows how hollow – and ownership can be uh, in regards to what's been going on. You think about uh, the Miami Dolphins coach uh, last year. Uh, what's my man's name um, that went to the Steelers? 
Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, that was the head coach that had the the racism and all the, you know, the, the uh, Flores. Yeah, Flores yeah. was the coach. And he had the recordings. He had the conversations and all of the things that forced him out of Miami and how he he felt like the 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 he was behind the eight ball from the beginning and the team was was basically strategizing for his demise and how there's been black coaches and other coaches that have had cups of coffee as head coaches and never got a chance again white coaches that have had the same and then you as an organization amidst all of that and an ownership says screw everything all of that I'm going to do what what I feel comfortable with right now and before the text line hits me and says, you own something, you should be able to do it, I always say, Barbershop, things don't get real until they get personal. And a lot of times we can spew out stupid stuff and ignorant stuff because it's football and because it's a game and what you want to consider as less than what you're doing. But put yourself in that position working for your companies, working for your organizations, and your owner comes in and says, you know what? I have a really good relationship with the custodian. And I feel like we just fired our CEO or our VP. And because I have a good relationship with him, I'm going to elevate him to lead you guys, whether it's in a room or not. And that be the case. Tell me on a text line or what have you that that would not be something, whether you get pissed off or not, that would not be something that you would feel a little bit slighted by just a little bit slighted by never mind on a major level if you were one of those guys that were second or third or fourth in charge Reggie Wayne a Hall of Famer is a wide receiver coach there grinding as a Hall of Famer would love to have the opportunity to put on his resume that he was an interim coach and you went to to a guy that is on your ring of honor and was an analyst on TV to take over an organization with no History, no coaching on his resume. To me, it's a travesty. It goes along with uh, what you said, Barbershop, in regards to uh, the class that we are amidst, but it also tells you about the dysfunction that goes on around in this industry, just like others. So that is my fire take. What you got, Julio? Personal foul, unnecessary roughness, number 83. Number 83, because of his actions, has disqualified himself from further participation. Dang! I got disqualified, got fired on my day off. That ain't right. Well, when we come back, that's the end of the second quarter. We still got the text line, phone lines open. Dan, we're going to get to you next after halftime. 913-586-7610. That's our hot fire takes. Let's get to it. This is Players Only with Danon Hughes and Sean Barber. Thursday nights at 6 on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs 610 Sports Radio. And he gets buried. He gets destroyed by Sean Barber. Y'all better get ready to rumble. Y'all better get ready to rumble. Spicy like gumbo. Maddox throws over the middle, intercepted. Intercepted in the end zone. Picked off by Sean Barber. Give me steam music. That mystical. Ah. Bringing that nylons out me. There you go. There you go, Barbershop. Mm. Before we get to the text line, you got something to add on to my fire take, regardless of what Julio gave as far as me getting ejected. Uh, what you got to add on to the Jeff Saturday Indianapolis Colts situation? Real hey, man, quick. listen. You can call it how you want. I'm a mathematician about this. They got oh 24 gosh. coaches on staff. 24. That uh, uh, add up to 
432 years of experience. What'd you say, 400? 400. All right. 432 years of experience are in the building already. And you gonna go to uh, uh, football America? What is it? Morning, <laughs> morning football. Good morning football. No, no, no. Get up. Oh, get up. You going to get up to find yourself the next coach, man? Get. get. How big of a slap in the face is that? Get out of here. Well, Four hundred and seventy-two years combined experience in the building, already serving on the coaching staff. Two ex-head coaches on the on the staff, and you go to get up and get your Ring of Honor center to be the head coach. Not an advisor, a head coach of your organization for the rest of the season. Mm. A travesty. All right. We got the, the phone lines open. Remember, 913-586-7610. We got Dan. Dan, you've been waiting. I appreciate it. Go ahead. <laughs> Time's yours. Time's yours. Hey, Dan. Hey, Sean. Yeah, the defense was like out in the second half, holding Derrick Henry to no yards. And they did a pretty good job on Lake Wilson in the second half. How about Mahomes with a game tying touchdown? He sees the whole field. If he's going get, to get that hole, he's going he's gonna, to, you know, exploit it, you know. And I think that uh, the rushing will come together, Dan. And it just, uh, I believe in these guys. I believe in Edward Tiller and uh, Jeremy McKinnon. He should get more carries. You know, I can't understand that. I don't know. Uh, I think Andy. He's trying to get him involved in the running game, but it'll, it'll come together. So, anyway, great game. And uh, what do you think of uh, uh, Josh Young? Do you think he'll play this Sunday? Let's take care of the Jaguars. Take care of yourself, guys. Thanks a lot, Dan. We appreciate you. I think Josh Allen will play. Woo. Uh, I think it's going to take a lot to get him off the field. Uh, Dan, we appreciate the energy. Like I said, he's like a Red Bull with a five-hour chaser right in the middle of the show. Exactly what you need to carry you home. Uh, so we appreciate that. We got Big T from Shawnee. What's going on, brother? Time's yours. Time's yours. Hey, guys. Appreciate you talking to two of my favorite players, Dana Hughes and Sean the Barbershop. Hell yeah. <laughs> like Big T, my man. What's going on? I you... love you guys. Hey, man, I love you guys' perspective. Dan hit the nail on the head. That defense carried that team. Way, way to go, defense. Way to kick ass and take names. <laughs> uh, King Henry was more like Queen Henry in the second half. And I'll tell you what, I love that you touched on the the Washington commodes. It's nice to have an organization like the Kansas City Chiefs that their feet are cemented in, in, in history. They treat their players fine. They treat their, their uh, fans fine. And you guys both played for them. You've been in the locker rooms. You know how the Kansas City Chiefs roll. So way to go, Big Red. Way to go, Clark Hunt. Way to go, Beach. Way to go, players. And Patrick Mahomes, he was a beast. He's the MVP. Everybody just needs to shut up. They want to anoint Buffalo and Josh Allen, the, the championship and the first round seed and the MVP seven weeks and in, in, in prior to the season. No, it's not Buffalo. It's not Minnesota. It's not Chargers and Baltimore and Miami and Minnesota and mm -hmm. Philly. You guys are still puppies learning how to grow. You're all eating puppy chow. Tell them, and the Chiefs are the big dogs on the porch. And let's go out and beat them Jags. And as always, let's go Chiefs. Appreciate you, Big T. Appreciate the energy as well. We got one more call, and we'll ta try to tackle some of these texts. J-Rock, what you got? <laughs> Time's yours. Time's yours. What's going on, fellas? How y'all doing? J-Rock, what's chilling, up, Chilling, man. We chilling. Uh, yes, sir. You know it. Hey, great game by the guys, man. Um, I want to give much props to the defense and to Mahomes. Uh, defense first, man. They stepped up, especially in the second half. I know we played against a rookie quarterback. He's going to be – eventually he's going to get his due. Uh, he's going to be firing in a couple years, just not against our Chiefs. Uh, but I just love the pass rush. I love Saunders. He's going at it. Uh, that D-line, some weeks they're good, some weeks they're bad. But uh, all together, they, they, they're holding up this season for us. 
Uh, Mahomes, he's starting to get more confident with his feet. When he's not seeing anything down the field, he's taking off. Uh, I love it. I love to open up a whole other dimension for Mahomes. Even though he's been running the ball, it's like now, uh, just like we played Titans last year, he didn't do that that much last year, I don't feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, this year, he, he's, he's ready to take off. If he's not there, he's taking off. And I love it. Uh, he knows how to get down. He knows how to slide. Uh, I hate to say it, but offensive line, to me, they're not looking up to par. Uh, so it's kind of put a little more uh, stress on Mahomes. But overall, with the new receivers and Mahomes being confident in himself, man, I think we're we, we going to do the thing this year again, fellas. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it, J-Rock. Definitely keep calling in. We appreciate the input. Uh, yeah, I think they could have played better, but I think you got to give your flowers to the defense because that's a that's a load to have to deal with. And Derrick Henry and a mobile quarterback on top of that, I think the Tennessee Titans put them behind the eight ball severely because they hampered, or I say constricted, what Malik Willis was going to do in the passing game. And we took advantage of that in the second half. We recognized the tendencies and was able to tighten the screws uh, against the Titans. Uh, to the text line, Barbershaw, I will say, as I first came in the booth, it, you, you, you must have you poked the bear uh, in that last <laughs> segment again with uh, Carrington because there's a few from the 816, Barber sucks, You guys, why you guys have Barber on? He makes me like Carrington more, but all these different. I was like, dang, I came in here. It must have been a little testy yeah, man, beforehand. But I, I feel like you was probably spitting some knowledge that just wasn't popular. Of, of course. I mean, at the end of the day, man. Every- okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Everybody wants to just jump on the bandwagon of, of what we should be doing as far as the running game and what we should be doing as far as um, how many times we should rush the ball and to create some more balance and all that kind of stuff. And, again, uh, other teams that uh, run the ball 20-sometimes a game or maybe have a 35-25 split, unfortunately, uh, fortunate for us, they don't have Pat Mahomes. Yeah. So, so having Patrick Mahomes at the quarterback position almost requires that you allow him to throw the ball 75 85% of the ball because the talent that he has, what he can create with his arm – you're talking about getting 15-yard chunks, 25-yard chunks. Sometimes if a team doesn't play right, the big bomb goes downfield. It, giving the ball to a running back and, a, and, a, and give, letting the defense – In this offense. Four or five yards a carry. If I'm the defense against Patrick, every time you hand it off, I'm, it's, a it's a win. It's a win, yeah. Like, you, like, like we've avoided we, – we, we, you know Matrix, when you see uh, Neo do, – mm. He dodges all those bullets. Yeah. All of those bullets are Pat Mahomes <laughs> passing the ball. And every time you do that and go into the matrix, they just dodge it. And it's like, man, we still ain't got this. We, we gave the ball. We're we averaging uh, seven yards a carry. We've, we've churned out, you know, 170 yards of rushing. Well, we got 14 points. 
what, what Pat can score 14 points in two drives in, 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 in 10 attempts. Yeah. So the, the effectiveness of the passing game going vertical, you're talking about breaking a, a defensive's back. Um, it's, it's, man, scoring points, going vertical, having all the right answers and still giving up a first down because now he rushes the ball, uh, runs the ball for a first down, or a receiver makes an outstanding catch like Noah Gray did, or um, you make the right call and then Juju breaks the tackle yeah. and goes for a touchdown. Or, um, you know. Here, here's, the, here's the point that I would make on that. Who's the best player on the field? Yeah. Who is it? It's Patrick Mahomes. So every time Patrick Mahomes doesn't have the ball in his hands, does the best player on the field have the ball? No. So every time you run the ball, not saying that we shouldn't, yeah. but for all the people that, says, that say we should have this established run game and it's going to bite us and all this and that, ultimately what you are saying is that this team would be better served by the ball not being in the best player's hands as often as it was. And to me, that's an argument that can be made, but when you have the best player in your hands, I think you go down with the ship. Mm -hmm. You go down with that best player, win, lose, whatever happens, your best player has the ball, and I'd rather have that than the opposite. Golden State, right? You want Steph Curry. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, win, lose, or draw. I want you shooting that three. When you open, hey, man, release that. I've seen it too much. Pass half court from the hashes, falling out of bounds. Well, I still want that yeah. shot. Fundamentally, we should go in through Draymond, <laughs> and we should run the triangle up. No, man, you got an elite three-point shooter just daggering. He got daggers. Yep, I right? agree. It's, All right, so for the 913, do you guys feel like I do that the Chiefs feel like they are wasting a down when they run on first down or no game. Yeah, I think we kind of answered that just there. Um, you uh, fellas from the 970, do you consider this game a trap game? Give me your take on it. I personally do. Okay, so uh, I feel like in any normal se- season, it could be a trap game, but I think we already had our trap game in the Colts, and I think we learned from that. If you go back over the past years, Recent years specifically, there's always been that one game that was the wake-up call. For every team. For for every team and specifically us. You can go back to last year, the embarrassment down in Nashville against the Titans. You can go back to the Super Bowl year when we lost two home games against the Colts and the the, uh, Texans. Yeah. And uh year before that, we lost to both of the New York team, right? Went to, yeah. Lost to the Jets and the Giants. Yep. I mean, when they were both, you know, subpar teams. I yeah. Mean, so there's always a wake-up game. So I can't contribute this. If we were coming into this game 7-1, and one, only losing to the Bills, then maybe I'd be more concerned. But I think we got the reality check when we went to Indianapolis and lost to the Colts, a team that we probably beat 99 out of 100 times. It was just happened to be that one time. All right, bro. Uh from the 816, uh, so Dane, Dane, I didn't know you were the Frank Clark of the 1990s. I don't know what that means, but I feel like you're uh, trying to slide. He's uh, uh, he talking about your stomach issues, man. Oh, yeah, I did, yeah, He's man. He's talking about you had the yeah, – I was the original, the I GI, guess. Your GI track was Shoot, off. bro, let me tell you. I was in the fetal position nights before the games, laying in the locker room before kickoff, mm. drinking Sprite, uh, trying to take stomach pills. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm surprised I didn't poop myself on the field. <laughs> It was more cramps, though. It wasn't like I had diarrhea or anything like that. I think I'm getting too far into it Uh, right now. But, yeah, I had them stomach pains uh, in the past. But we appreciate the text line, appreciate the callers. We got the fourth quarter of the show coming up. 
and we got to talk about these Jaguars. Uh, Chiefs ready? Diarrhea Danon. <laughs> we'll be back. <laughs> talk about it when we come back. This is Players Only with Danon Hughes and Sean Barber. Thursday nights at 6 on your official broadcast partner at the Kansas City Chiefs 610 Sports Radio. This is how we do Yes, this is how we do it. Players only, the fourth quarter show. We got a few minutes left. Thank you to the texters as well as the callers that came in. Barbershop is still here. I am here. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. And we got to talk about this upcoming game, the Jaguars. Three and six Jaguars looking better than they were when they had Urban Meyer. Still not necessarily a great football team, but as we mentioned in the last segment, anything can happen on any given Sunday, just like it did a few weeks ago when we went up to Indianapolis. Here's a, a key point, and I'm sure it's on the text line as well, is uh, the difference. And, I, and I, I go back to my days when the question comes up and people think at this point, when you have a bad football team coming in, do you prepare differently? Are you coached differently? Uh, what's the dynamic of that? Now, I can only speak from my experience, and I think that's part of the, the, the cachet of our show here is that we're speaking from our perspective and oftentimes from our experience. We played some bad teams in the 90s, but I can honestly tell the fan base here and the listeners that we never prepared differently. Now, I will say if we prepared differently, Shop, there were times when Marty would have us go through half of a practice. Mm-hmm act like we were doing stuff wrong, and start the whole practice off. Yeah. Over. Start from stretch, not from the drill. Period like, one. Act like you just came onto the field. Yep. Y'all look like dog crap right now. We're gonna, y'all not taking this seriously. We're going to start it all over again. Get in your opening jog. Get back in the stretching lines. We're starting from the beginning. Yeah, you, you waste my time, I'm going to waste your time. Yeah. Now, whether that was a ploy – I feel like there were times where he already had that in mind before he got on the field. There was nothing that we was going to be able to do to change that. It was maybe something. Coaches have that they, way. They're they human. They yeah. got a bad day. Yeah. You know, but coaches have that way. They want to they make sure that you're refocused. Yeah. Um, I can't say that that was – that definitely happened, and, I, and a lot of my former teammates can attest, it at least happened three times a year. Now, whether it happened in front of – Bad teams or against the Raiders were coming up or after a loss. I can't remember that far. But there are ways that coaches incentivize players. I was over at the stadium today, uh, press conference, talking with coaches, et cetera. And, you know, EB and Coach Spags and those guys, and, and Dave Tobe, they're, you know, they're aware of the Jaguars. They are, their conversation with me was, yeah, about, hi, hey, how you doing, Danon? Blah, blah, blah. But then they quickly got into, okay, they got some dudes over there. They got some guys on their defensive side. They're special teams, the kick returner, uh, you know, all these different things. Jamal Agnew is the kick returner, was a pro bowler in the past. Yeah. Like, they are focused on this team. So it's no let up. Um, you don't think as a player that this team is not as good as us because those are the ones that jump up and beat you. And in the NFL, the, the margin is so slim. Mm-hmm. between good teams, great teams, and bad teams uh, that you cannot afford to to overlook anybody. Well, we got we got first-round picks on the both sides of the ball. We know Josh Allen was a lottery pick. We know 
Lawrence, the Josh Allen, the, the the linebacker. Yeah, was yep. a lottery pick. Uh, obviously, I mean, he was somebody we were even trying to acquire because mm-hmm. I mean, so we we not we can't say a guy is not good one week and then the week we playing him. I mean, <laughs> we, we, yeah, we know he good because we was trying to get him to be one of uh, on our team. So I was obviously we must really respect a guy and think he's good. Uh, Coach Joe Cullen coached him. Um, you know, a few seasons ago and everything when he was at Jacksonville. So he knows what kind of talent they got on that defensive front. Um, on the offensive side of the ball, Etienne, um, you know, man. Running back three, the last three games, over 100 yards rushing. I mean, explosive. I mean, he, he's basically a modern-day Reggie, Reggie uh, Bush. Reggie Bush. That's what he's looking like now in the league now that he's healthy. And then you got Trevor Lawrence, who was uh, basically Andrew Luck of, yeah. of, of, of the, you know, last – Decade or whatever, so they. I mean, they they got capable players. They got guys that can do a lot of good things. You just, you got to, you know, you, what they say. You got to keep losing teams losing. And yeah. a, if a team comes in with a three and six record, they yes, they are who they what their record says. They are losing team, but that doesn't mean that they play losing football. That don't mean that they show they they give any less effort and they don't want to get a win. They gonna come in here and just lay down because it's Arrowhead. No, they everybody that comes to Arrowhead knows that if you don't play your best ball. Uh, Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and his offense will put 40 up on you. And nobody wants to be embarrassed like yeah. that. If you don't put up your best offensive effort, our defense will do what we did against the Tennessee Titans, keep you to 37-some yards in the second half. And no no offense – like, those guys got job. They got pride, respect. They go out there and practice hard and get on the plane and prepare to come in and try to win a ball game. So, um, there's no room to be letting up on uh, – man, this, that's, that's a farce. The whole yeah. trap game and, and – Listen, maybe in high school, maybe in college, depending on what program, you you know, Michigan versus App State, maybe they, you know, that's a trap game because Michigan really wants to get ready for Ohio State, so the game yeah. before. In the pros, it's a it's a 53, it's 53 professionals on that other team. Grown men with families. Grown men. The second you let up one inch, one one millisecond, your, 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 your year can be over. Yep. So it ain't no – that just it just doesn't happen. So, yeah. so I will say this: the Jaguars they have outscored their opponents forty nine to twenty one in the first quarter of their game. So they are best early. So we have to stop them early. The Chiefs had six drops in the last game. We got to be better securing the football. Not sure we'll throw the ball sixty eight times. And we got to beat teams that you're supposed to beat. Uh, Marty Scheinheimer used to tell us: win games at home. Win yeah. games in your division yeah, and beat who you're supposed to beat, and you will be playing in January and in playoffs and have an opportunity for a Super Bowl run. Dome. With that being said, Another that is our show dome. this evening, Barbershop for Barbershop. And for me, we are out. We'll see you next week, hopefully after another win and an 8-2 and two start for this Chiefs team. Peace. is Players Only with Danon Hughes and Sean Barber. Thursday nights at 6 on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs 610 Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.